Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, bringing you the most fascinating and the most helpful people in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, with today's focus on that bubbling inner core of business, uh, the, the few holds bar jungle where fortunes are made and shattered every day, the New York, the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Yes, today, deeper than the probe of celebrity finance, than an IRS probe of celebrity finances, we are going to delve into what goes on after the bell rings and the stock specialists come out swinging. You'll find out how your stock trade really gets made, what life on the floor is like, and who are these elite folks who make it all happen. You'll probably even get a glimpse that they're a unique camaraderie as a thing. And here... As our mentoring Virgil through the Stygian field, we have veteran broker and floor trader, Mr. Kevin Mentor, direct access sales trader with over two decades of service, and he's played for Maryland, so all the big houses. Kevin, I'm so glad you could break free today. Thank you, Bart. It's nice to be with you. Oh, and we're going to have fun. Now, Kevin, you are uh, what they call a direct access trader, as I understand it. Now, this this kind of places you among the privileged elite of traders who can go straight to a stock specialist with, with no broker or middleman. Uh, could you explain to us how that all works? Well, basically what it entails, Bart, is the I dealt with uh, in, in the realm of institutional trading. And what that is, is we trade directly with mutual funds, pension funds, and the right. limited uh, hedge fund uh, situation. It's a, it's a hedge funds, it's on a limited basis. And uh, what happens is the traditional way to keep it as simple as I can is if these, let, let's just take the uh, mutual funds as an example. If there's right. a big mutual fund like Fidelity or T. Rowe Price or somebody like that, they would. Yeah. the traditional means would be to, if they had 100,000 shares of a stock to buy, they would call Merrill Lynch or Goldman Sachs and they would talk to a sales trader there. And then the sales trader would give it to the block trader on the desk and then the block trader would call the floor and they would execute the trades. With direct right. access trading, they called directly from the desk right down to somebody like me and ah. I take the order and it's, ah. it's direct. It doesn't go through that maze and I ah. get it directly. Okay. Hence the, 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 hence the uh, saying direct access trader. That's, that's what we do. That's my title. And I receive uh -huh. the order from the trading desk of the particular mutual fund. And I give uh -huh. it to, uh, within, we, we discuss instructions on what they want uh -huh. done, how they want their order sure. executed. Limits, bid and ask. And then what I do is I take that order and give it to a floor broker 
at, on the floor of the exchange, and they walk out into the crowd to execute the trade, and, and they're basically uh, you know, listening and adhering to the instructions that I gave them, and we communicate back and forth to make sure we act in the best interest of the client. That's I was gonna. Now you don't use hand signals like the old American did on the cur on on the curve back and forth. Well, well no, and then the we, we don't. The only the only hand signals we might use is a thumbs up or a thumbs down if they can see you. But the uh, the, the, the most people when they when they hear hand signals, they I think they think of the uh, Chicago Board and Options Exchange. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So you so if if, if I. So if I get a hand exchange, if I get if I get a hand signal from you, I better watch what I'm saying. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, uh, there you go, friends. That's a, that's a, an aperitif for today's feast of wisdom. And so, whether you are a financial manager of uh, one of the globe's most sophisticated, for some of the globe's most sophisticated investors like Kathy, or or you're a former car part salesman who now with his own shop pedals Lamborghinis and Ferraris to the automotive elite like Steve, please pull up a chair and allow the art of the CEO to help your career thrive and your ventures flourish. And so, in fulfilling my duties as proper host, before you is enticingly laid a few utensils for today's feast. And as that first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So, please allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take a squint at your work plan for this day and ask, how is this serving my personal goals? Or will you just put your head down and muck along aimlessly? The, the choice is truly yours. And as a second utensil, you need to steep your lips in a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Here's one. Here, this will fit. This suits us today. Number 23. Nothing exceeds the number of today's new investment instruments except perhaps the number of financial planners seeking to funnel, guide, and share in your wealth. <laughs> and as an afterthought, you know, in finance, no one is ever your complete regent. No matter how experienced and pure of heart your counselor, if you want to invest your hard-earned cash wisely, you've got to dig in and do a little studying on your own. The, the, the better your questions are, the more you'll profit from your advisor's answers. Just a thought. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 101 Business Quips. And you, too, can be the clever-tongued, green-eyed envy of the chain gang at work. And as a third utensil, perhaps I should appropriately entitle this the frenzied fish fork for today's lay, uh, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who noted, statistics are like bikinis. What they reveal is suggestive, ah, but what they conceal is vital. <laughs> that was uh, spoken by none other than the Bernard Brooks Business School's notedly quick-witted professor, Aaron Levenstein. And later, 
in the show, blurting your way, uh, will come another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply write that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be. And email that right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> so... With utensils in hand, let's dive down dirty on the exchange floor with that master of trades, Kevin Mentor. Kevin, you have really a broad financial knowledge and experience and an intriguing fiscal work history. What led you and and still draws you to the trading floor? Well, it it started when I was very young, to be honest. It was one of those, you know, funny stories when I I would watch the news as a little kid, and I'm sure some of your older listeners uh, remember Eyewitness News and Bill Butel sure. and Rogers, mm-hmm. Roger Grimsby. And uh, when they used to talk about the uh, at the end of the show, they would make a comment uh, in sharp contrast to the financial news networks that are on television today. They would uh, <laughs> give you a small blurb at the end about how the uh, where the Dow Jones Industrial Average was today or the Amex right, right. they would talk about. Right. So. I used to – I remember at a very young age uh, wondering, what is that? What, are those, what do those numbers mean? And, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. One thing, you know, one thing led to another, and I just, uh, you know, it, it took a liking to, to finance and business. And, you know, as I learned more and more about that, I, I understood, you know, I started to get a grasp on, you know, what the, the stock exchange was about, the heart of capitalism and the excitement yeah, truly. And, and the challenge of trading stocks. And it was just something that I, you know, started to really follow and enjoy as, and, and it intensified as uh, these, you know, you were able to watch more and more things on television. And uh, it was just something that I, I enjoyed and, and wanted to uh, get into the middle of the fray yeah. and the challenge. I, I can see that. I mean, I, I sort of feel from just from your voice and your story that uh, while the power may lie in the back paneled rooms, the real excitement is really down on the floor. Is that kind of how you feel? Well, yeah, that's how it's been. That, that's the, you know, once you get out there on the floor and you're, you're you're you know, when the open outcry system was in place, when you would get an order and you would go out and bid or offer. Uh, to uh-huh. sit on a stock to buy it or offer to sell it. Sure. When, when, when there were, you know, over 8,000 employees on the floor, the, the excitement mm. definitely was on the floor. <laughs> but now the nowadays with automation and computers and program trading, it's it, the situation now is there's, there's probably about, you know, 85%, if you could believe it, less people that work on the floor. Oh so it's, it's it's a lot less exciting these days than it used to be. I or certainly less frenzied. And well, but you know, I mean, it, it does. The, the the feel continues. I mean, ever since Manhattan's prominent mercantile gentleman met in 1792 beneath the buttonwood tree and formed what would become the, the New York Stock Exchange, uh, the trading floors. It, it's there's also been a lot of protocol and tradition, and uh, and as you say, it has gone uh, digital in a lot of ways. But is there still sort of some of that uh, the coffee house trading atmosphere? Is that part of that retain? Well, sure. I mean, it, that, that the, the the basics and the basis for the camaraderie and and the respect 
for the exchange and, and having respect, you know, for your fellow traders, that never changes. That the people that mm. still, you know, work down there and trade down there right now, it's the, oh, that underlying great. respect is still there and, and it'll never go away. It's, it, it's something that was, you know, as you say, founded, you know, hundreds of years ago. And the people that still trade on there absolutely adhere to those, to those uh, qualities. Oh, that, it, it's, that makes my day. Really, I'm so glad to hear that that part of business is, is still there and that, that uh, attitude. Uh, Kevin, I was wondering if you could kind of walk us through a trade. Uh, let's say that I have you, – you, you uh, alluded to it earlier, but let's say I've just given my uh, – I, I personally deal with Merrill Lynch among a couple of others. and So let's say I've just given my uh, – Merrill Lynch broker, let's call him Bruce, uh, a name, a, a, a bid to purchase uh, 10,000 shares of Acme Coffee, Inc., a fictional ticker symbol ACI. Uh, how does that uh, – and he says, yeah, sure, no problem. Well, how does that sort of reach down to you to the floor? Take it from there. What What happens? Well, what happens is if, if you're talking, you know, in, in, in trying to um, explain this to, to your, your, your vast array of listeners, uh, if you're, if you're going to, you know, make a or smaller half vast array, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But if you're, if you're in a situation where you're going to be trading a few hundred shares or a few thousand shares, and it's right. just somebody, you know, from their house, they pick up the phone, they call their broker. Most of the yeah. time, those, or if not all the time, those trades will go into the computer electronically and be executed almost instantaneously. Now, as far right. as, you know, when you're starting to get into the area of 10,000 or 100,000 or even millions, which is what my specialty was, uh, right. I can mm-hmm. take you through that trade. And, and as far yeah, as do, you're do listening. Yeah, do that. Let's, let's hear it. Well, what happens is is that, you know, we, we all, many people invest in, in specific mutual funds that, sure. that is tied to their, you know, investment horizons and, and risk tolerance. So right, right. depending on what, for, for those purposes, you're invested in a mutual fund and at the end of the year or whatever, you get a monthly statement and you can see what your percentage gain or loss was was for yeah. those for that particular time period. So well, the well. reason I mention that is that you want to be in a situation where you understand how you get to that loss or gain. And mm-hmm. what happens is the trader at the particular mutual fund will be looking to either create positions, large positions, or sell out of them. Let me just right. quickly take you through one, and let's say that he has um, 5 million shares of General Electric to buy. Everybody understands General Electric GE. Sure. Uh-huh. So he'll he may <laughs> maybe the people who run it, but go ahead. Now this this is a, exactly that. Right. This is a situation where if 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 this particular trader at this particular mutual fund has mm-hmm. five million shares to buy, he'll call right. me up and tell me, "Listen, Kevin, I want you to buy a million shares. I have more more behind it." He may tell me exactly or may not. He'll give me a million shares to buy. I'll, he'll, we'll discuss the instructions. I'll give him a picture of what's going on in the crowd. And what that right. means is, is there are other buyers and sellers that are out in the crowd at the stock exchange. There are other brokers that are representing other entities. 
So well, excuse I me, Kevin, to... but this means you must kind of have your ear to the ground all the time, so to speak, or your ear to the floor all the time to, to be able to, to report back to him, right? It's vital. It's vital to, to, uh-huh. for, for me. That's, that's one, of, one of the most important um, things that I deal with is information and the dissemination of that information. And mm-hmm. I need to be able to co- effectively communicate that to the trader on the desk so he can communicate that to his portfolio managers. And then they, we map out a plan, the trader and myself, we map out, map out a strategy of how we want to execute the trade. Now, I convey as much as I want to, in my judgment, to my broker. I like they that, go out as with, much as I want to. Go ahead. It, it, right. You see, the thing is, it, that's what makes or breaks what you're trying to do, because you, it, it's all, everything's a matter of trust. And obviously, right. I trust the brokers I'm dealing with, but I, I, he doesn't hear the, the, the intricacies of, of what's the banter between the trader and myself. So I need right, to be right, a right. filter, too. As much as I need to convey the information, I have to be discreet in what I filter out. So right. um, I will give the instructions to the trader. If I have a million shares to buy, I might only right. give him a couple of hundred thousand to buy and then give him more when he's done. So that's, ah. that's up to my discretion. So, and that's yeah, sort of to mud, nudge along the, the uh, to, well, basically to get the best deal you can is what you're saying. Right. You want to be, you're always looking to, to, to get the best price that you can get, but also one of the other critical elements in what we do is when we're buying large amounts of stock, we want to make sure that we're, you know, as under the radar as we can. We don't want to be letting everybody know what we're trying to do. And sure, but still, sure. you want to be able to execute stock still. And um, yeah. y- you have to have a fine pulse on that between somebody like myself, who's, mm-hmm. who's talking to the head traders on the desk and, and to the actual broker who's executing the trade in the crowd. So you want to be able to – your goal is to either get the best price you can get or, if you're buying large amounts, not move the price. Well, now, this, this kind of brings to mind here is that to what extent uh, – a, a million seems like a fair number of, of, of virtually anything, uh, any uh, stock, even GE. Uh, so what extent does uh, your whole trade, the whole million – what is that going to make or nudge the price in such a deal? Well, it's that that's very hard to, to give you an exact answer on that because the market's okay. moving every second, every minute. It's, right. it's constantly right, right, changing. Right. So, but but it, to try to keep uh, my answer in as lame in terms as I can, uh, <laughs> it depends Thank on you. the liquidity. Yeah, liquidity is mm. everything. So with a stock. Oh, really? When you're dealing with mutual funds and they're buying right. large block stock, a million or five million shares, and, and you know usually when you look at the bigger picture, it's not that much, really, in essence. Okay. But when, when you're when you're looking at a stock like General Electric or McDonald's, sure. the big stocks that people know, um, right. they're very liquid. So if I gave somebody five hundred thousand shares of GE to buy they could probably go out in the crowd and buy it in a matter of minutes if they wanted to. Really? And okay. Not, okay. probably and not move the price that much. Oh, even regardless of what, what the bid and ask and so forth. 
Well, the, sure, uh, that matters. But the, but the thing is, is that there are other there's a bid and ask what's what's showing up on the board, and that's really yeah, yeah. what's kind of that that's your starting points. Your there's all right, so, and, and you you work within that frame, right? Right, you work within that frame, and 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 here's you know as as we go on and we talk about this part, uh, you can see where the trust and the camaraderie come and the relationships oh, yeah. come into play. Because you're going to go out in the crowd, and again, liquidity is a very critical element with what in what we do. Sure, sure. And um, because if if a stock is thinly traded, that's uh-huh. when it becomes it becomes much more uh, you're much more at risk to to larger price movements. Because that's what there's I, not yeah, a lot of, there's, not, there's not a lot of stock that's offered uh, up or down the book, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's called the specialist yeah. book. And, um, right, right. You know, that, now the when, specialist, you, you I, wanna, I just is the man who who specializes in a single stock, correct? Right. He 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 has he has a, a, a basket of stocks that he watches, and he's basically the maestro uh, to, to keep it as again as layman as I can. He's he's right. the director. He, he, he yeah, fits, well, they'll also buy and sell to sort of keep the price within range. Anyway, and, and the job a, I, is Go ahead. You're you're, you're welcome. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say his job is basically what? It's basically to 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 make sure the market maintains uh, is maintained in an orderly manner in, in each particular stock. So they they the specialist will step in to buy stock and they'll step in to sell stock to keep the price from fluctuating too much. Okay. So there are checks and balances. Thank you for that, Kevin. That's that's uh that really it, it gives a little more security and a lot more knowledge uh to me and I'm sure uh uh you out there. If you've just pulled up your chair to join Kevin and me, you're listening to the Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at two PM Eastern time streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this episode by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. <laughs> Try that, do that nicely. Blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And we seem to be moving on toward the middle of our show, so uh, I think it is time for for us to take a brief sorbet and give Kevin a bit of a, a rest. And allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books, Ultimate Business Guides, among many other divisions. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, to explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing invites you to look at a book which launched actually this entire bizarre radio show. It's the book of the show's name, The Art of the CEO. And this is a volume which collects and distills the most masterful practices of business leaders from really all over the, the world. And it presents them to you and so that you may apply them to your career and your company. And this book has been praised by uh, media CEO and radio host Daryl Gunter, who, who noted that, is, that, that it was, quote, one of the best business leadership books I've read in my career, full of wisdom. What are you waiting for? So 
we invite you to take a look at that book. And also, if you enjoyed today's quip and you say, gee, I'd like a little bit of laughter flung at me every week, well, go to bartsbooks.com homepage, click on that little blue mailbox, and subscribe absolutely free to Bart's Books Business Quips and by the eternal enigma of email, you'll receive a little laughter and wisdom coming your way every week. And speaking of eternal enigmas and bizarre fiscal cauldrons, we're at the Groaning Board chatting with Mr. Kevin Mentor, direct access sales trader, who is rolling out the inner workings of the New York Stock Exchange floor plan as we speak. Now, Kevin, this what you have just described is obviously a very highly skilled and very highly pressured profession. Uh some traders flourish, and I'm sure others wash out, just like anything. Kevin, what's it take to be a, a top trader? I mean, for someone who's listening out there and as excited as, as you are, what innate abilities do I need? What, what what should I be cultivating if I want to be a floor trader? Well, I can I can tell you from my own personal experiences, and, and sometimes uh-huh. sometimes the answer is just you have to have that it. Um, what, what does that mean? Like, you know, Negri, it, it, right? Uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. Well, I can tell you now, it, it, you have to be suited for that environment because I've worked next to a lot of people that have, you know, a, a tremendous pedigree and they come from great schools and they're great, you know, they've been great students and they're very, very smart. And it's just, it's, it's it, for some people, it's very tough to succeed, uh, let alone excel in that type of environment. Um, if, if I can, you know, just describe from my own personal experiences, having sure. stepped back and taken a look, it's, it's really a situation where you have to be able to take the pressure, be able to work in that environment, and be able to multitask, and you have to have um, like a baseball reliever. You have to have a short memory, and you have to be able to have a long memory. So it's, it's just uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a situation where when you're busy, you really have to be on your game, and you have to be able to, you know, work in a, in a pressurized environment. Because if you think about it, every trade that you make, there are millions right. and millions of dollars behind that trade, and it's, it's oh, other yeah, people's yeah, yeah. money. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, you know, uh, most 99, almost everybody that I've ever come in contact with, uh, you know, working, you know, at the exchange, they take great, great pride in the work that they do. So when you do that, you know, you, you it forces you to, to want to do your best and you're trying sure. to do your best in a very pressured environment. And it just you have to be able to, you know, work within those elements to be good at what you do. And that's basically How many it. women are on the uh, on the floor, Kevin? Any idea what percentage or ballpark? Uh, you know, I would say you know, I'm going to say. I mean, back in the day when there were eight thousand people working on the floor, maybe you know, I'm just going to take a guess. There were, I mean, in, in my career working there, there were you know, uh, a good amount of women that worked. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard oh, for me to put okay. a percentage on it. You know, oh, if I sure, said yeah. you know maybe five or ten percent, uh, it'd be a guess. But you know, if there were mm-hmm. a couple of hundred yeah. women on the floor in various aspects, uh, yeah, absolutely. There, you know, and as as uh, I started in 1995 or 1994, actually. Yeah, um, and and it seemed, there seemed to be more women as, as the years went on that more, oh, really? you know, would, uh, and then there were women brokers, there were women specialists. 
So there were, and they were excellent at what they did. Anybody that worked at the stock exchange, you know, uh, for years. You're good or you're gone, right? That's it. You you know, if if you're not good, you're going to be gone. Exactly. Well, you know, now what about, uh, you, you keep talking about trust, and, and the, the reason for it is obvious. I mean, I've got to be able to come with you. So you've got to be a person I can count on and so forth. How does a trader build the, the prestige to, to make himself be seen as, as to, to, to his fellows as the go-to guy or gal among traders? How do you how Well, Bob, it's like any aspect in life. It's, you know, it, you have it, – it, you know, for myself, if you have good interpersonal skills and you go out and you 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 meet traders and you talk to them and and you uh, you know have dinners and, and and you go go to you know events with them and and you let them get to know you outside of work uh, on a mm. personal basis. Once you know when you build that relationship, the work end of it becomes, I found, decidingly easier. And. You know, oh, I'm so glad, of- ladies and gentlemen. I, I still—I don't mean to interrupt you, Kim, but you, Kevin, has just come up with a timeless truth in business, and that is, all business is personal, and the more personal you make it, the easier it becomes, and the richer and more fulfilling it becomes. Kevin, thank you for for putting that down. I hope you all dip your pens in your inkwells and write that down, because that is going to be important to you in your own career. Thank you for bringing that up. I couldn't have said uh, it better myself, Mark. <laughs> I, I know they always call it a seat or the exchange. Does anyone, no one, does anyone now? Well, I guess I could, in the digital era, do people just, sit down? If I could just say one more thing about the previous. Oh sure, sure. The, at the end of the day, you uh-huh. you still have to you still have to do your job. The relationship right. makes it easier to do it, but you still have mm-hmm. to do it. So it's um, you, you, you yeah, gotta no. you know it's 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 at the end of the day it's about performance because the performances trickle up. I mean, I, if, yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. not performing, it's gonna it's not gonna reflect well on on the trader that I'm dealing with, and and then the trader's not gonna look good to his portfolio manager, and and the mutual fund's not gonna look good to their customers. So it's, right. it's so, a, there's a maze there that 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 you know there has to be. Um, not only respect um, and, 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 and a solid personal relationship, but there has to be, at the end of the day, performance and results. Yeah, you are the nail that makes, that allows the whole empire to hold together. Uh, Kevin, you, you've got, a, you're down on the floor, and you, we're, we're coming to the end, unfortunately. I'd love to go on for another three hours, but you, you've, uh, you, see, you see business from, uh, business and trade from an the realms of commerce and industry, from really from an entirely different perspective than most people, things get uh, revealed to you in a way that, that they just don't to others, uh, who other people in the business community. I was wondering if there, are there any lessons or that, that you sort of things you've noticed or some lessons you'd like to pass on. Well, the one thing that jumps out when you see, you know, uh, you know, when you're trading stock. And you're dealing with big mutual funds. They, sure. It's their job to be informed about these companies, and you can see when they are trading, when they're buying. You know, obviously, there's a, when they're buying large millions of shares of the stock for their clients and 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 putting them in the various mutual funds. There, there, you're dealing with a situation. Obviously, if you're buying something, you believe in it. 
And when you when you're selling it, you, you don't. And at the end of the day, um, when I say you're selling it, you, you, you don't believe in it. There, there, people sell things for various reasons. It could be taking oh, profit sure. or whatever. But at the end of the day, it, it, you see with the big mutual funds, when they're selling out of big positions or they're buying into – they're, they're accumulating a, a large position. Um, you, 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 I, you ask me what I see. I, I, the, the thing that jumps out at me is great management. When, when they're buying and accumulating big positions and you could see these companies that they believe in, it's, it, 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 it's the staple of, the, of that uh, from what I see is great management. It all starts there. And when you see, you know, companies fail, it's, it's inevitably their management where it starts with. And, you know, that, that would be the one thing that jumps off the page at me in terms of isn't, something that isn't I Isn't that see. funny? We we try to view the stock and the trading as so impersonal as as a takeaway, but in the truth, what you're saying is, it all comes down to the people who are are making it work, and that's what makes investments. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on today. I, I've learned so much I didn't know, and I'm sure uh, the the rest of, of of I'm sure all of us, each of us has, has learned a lot. You you've been you've put things very succinctly and you've really helped and I and you know, I'll I'll let you go today but you got to promise to come back okay I will Barton it was a pleasure speaking with you and thank you so much for having me on okay so as we round out today's feast I am Bart Jackson your curator of business wisdom leaving you with today's business quotation who was the individual who said the avoidance of taxes is the only intellectual pursuit that carries with it any reward. <laughs> and this rare sparkle of wit comes from a gentleman steeped to his eyebrows in controversial economic theory. That's just a hint for you. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just jot down that author's name as you believe him or her to be and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com to win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, why is it the people who risk other people's money for a living always seem to dress better than those business folks who risk their own? And to you, uh, gleefully sharing our feast, I I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as, as much as Kevin and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash theartofthecEO. And finally, for those who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.